Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, what is the first thing that you watch in the morning? 651-641-1071. What is the first thing you watch in the morning? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly and I are hanging out with you. Well, good afternoon. Good morning. <laughs> but speaking of good mornings, that's what we're talking about. Holly, why are we asking yeah. people the first thing they watch in the morning? Because I got an article from the Los Angeles Times and they're talking about Gen Z and the entertainment industry oh. and the habits, the what, the viewing habits of Gen Z. That is, folks, I would say they're probably about 25 and under and, uh, you know, Hollywood's trying to figure that out. But it's like, what what do they first do in the day? Mm-hmm. Because here's a typical media diet of somebody from Gen Z. Now, this is according to the Los Angeles Times and some people who did some research yep. saying usually the day starts casually scrolling TikTok and reels in the morning. Switching to YouTube around lunchtime and then turning to Netflix or Hulu in the evening. Isn't that interesting? Okay, 651-641-1071. What's the first thing you watch in the morning? And um, the reason I said that's very interesting is because watching my 15-year-old, that is pretty accurate. Really? He starts his day with, and actually, I, I, I didn't, listen, I don't know a lot about the TikTok, uh, you know, because I'm that age. Um, but, but he said to me, yeah, he's like, I watch the news on TikTok every morning. I said, what? You watch the news on TikTok? He said, yeah, there's like a couple really great news channels that I watch on TikTok. And I said, you know, you can just flip on the news. He's like, no, I like it on TikTok. It's really quick. It's really easy. And then he does hit up the YouTube a little bit later in the day. Mm-hmm. And then at night, he is watching things on an app, not Netflix or Hulu, but like he watches like something on HBO Max or something like that. So that is absolutely checks out, at least at my house. Well, it checks out in these stats, too, because it says that Gen Z, nearly half of the videos watched by Gen Z your son's generation, Mm -hmm. were made by content creators Uh, outside the world of traditional entertainment. Meanwhile, you, Gen X, mm -hmm. 72% professionally produced. Interesting. Speaking to like, hey, why Why don't you you watch watch the real news? news?" But to your son, that is the real news. Oh, 651-641-1071. What do you watch first in the morning? We have Sue on the line. Hi, Sue. Sue, what is the first thing you watch in the morning? The View. The view. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so you turn you flip on your television. You're watching an actual channel. You're not watching something over social media. And you're sitting and enjoying your coffee and watching, uh, taking a little time to enjoy the view. <laughs> yep, exactly. I love Joy Behar. I love that. Thank you, Sue. Yeah, thanks, thanks for Sue. your call. So an actual TV show, a little bit different yeah. than what Gen Z is doing. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Anna. Hi, Anna. Anna, what's the first thing you watch in the morning? Hi. Um, so in, to put it in perspective, I'm 25, so okay. I kind of relate to what you guys were talking about. Um, I wake up, look at my notifications, and go straight to TikTok. Yes. Isn't that interesting? And what are you looking yeah. at when you go to TikTok in the morning? Yeah. Are you like, is there a destination or are you watching like your For You page or like what's served up to you? Yeah, I just watched my For You page. Um, but what I find kind of interesting is I was just talking to my grandma the other day and she's like, you guys don't even watch regular channels anymore. And I'm like, nope, it's straight to Hulu or Netflix or anything like that. Like we don't even look at normal channels anymore yeah isn't that it's so true anna like my my son the other day he wanted to watch a a sports game and he said i don't know how to find it on the tell how do i turn on the tv to watch Mm -hmm. it and i don't mean he didn't know how to turn on the tv he didn't know which like app we got our live tv through and then how to find the channel that it was on he didn't even know how to do it because that's just not where they go that, yeah, that was a struggle for us during the Super Bowl. Yeah. was like, how do we watch it? And we ended up watching it through live on um, Peacock. But Can I ask another question? And I'm sorry, yeah. Anna, if this just, I don't mean it. No, I don't want it okay. to sound rude, but, but it is an honest question I have. Is it hard? Because TikTok is like decidedly short bits and bites. Is mm-hmm. it, do you get bored watching, like say if you were to sit down and watch a newscast, would that feel boring to you? Yeah. Okay. Because um, on TikTok, it, it caters to what you like or yeah. what you're into. Um, news, I don't really care about what's going on in finance or um, I don't care about like some of the little bits right. that they do. And TikTok is very like, oh, I want to skip it. And yeah. our generation is very like, I'm just going to skip this ad or I'm going to skip this and we go right through it. And save a little bit of time with the things yeah. that only the things you care about and not the things you don't. Exactly. Thank you, Anna, yeah, for your call you. and for your insights. I mean, it is it is interesting. It, remi- it honestly reminds me of when my kids were little and I said, oh, you guys, they were so tiny. And I said, I want you to watch my favorite show from uh-huh. when I was a child. Yes. And I turned on a show called... Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, that is that is slow, Colleen. I know. My that son slow. looked at me like he said, you watched this. I mean, he was probably four. He was said, Mom, this is so bad. I am a millennial. And that show right? was even snail's pace right? when I was forced to watch it. I was like, what is this? Now, I will actually say, too, this is how my brain has changed. Even I, when I was watching it, thought this is really slow. Yeah. So it is, it seems like uh, the way we get our information, it has just gotten faster and faster and faster yeah. and faster and faster. Well, and it, yeah. And I liked what Anna said about I get served up only the things I like mm-hmm. and I don't have, I don't want to watch the things I don't want to watch and I don't have to. Yeah. You know, and going back to this Los Angeles Times piece, the uh, firm that did this research, they kind of, you know, going with Anna saying Gen Z looks at entertainment differently. 
they consider scrolling through TikTok as a form of entertainment. And mm-hmm. that's almost competing with some of the network content that's being put yeah. out there. You know, you might watch Hulu. You might watch all of these things. You don't understand that this is being produced by NBC Universal mm-hmm. or Disney or places that actually own old school broadcast networks. Right. But it doesn't matter. They're saying it's personal. It's self-programmed. And they want to see content that reflects them and their likes and interests. Exactly yeah. what Anna just yeah. said. Well, what is the first thing you watch, Holly? I usually scroll through Twitter. Yeah, and for me, it's Instagram. Yeah. I watch um, stories on Instagram, and then I do my Wordle, mm-hmm. and then I drink my coffee. <laughs> no, the problem with TikTok, I understand that it's like catered to you and you can skip stuff, but it can be mindless, too. Well, yes. Like, my partner describes it as, like, a slot machine, where yeah. it's like you get a bunch of crap, and then you get that one good one, and it hits, and it's like, oh, I want more of that. And then you go and go for hours and hours. Right. There are reasons I don't have TikTok. Right. And well, they, and those are... Well, honestly, <laughs> can I just say, Rachel, like, that is absolutely true, because I have TikTok on my phone. My son used to inhabit my TikTok, um, because, I don't know, because I let him, which, that was a mistake, but... Um, so I have it on my phone and I will start if if I if somebody sends me a TikTok and says, watch this, it's hilarious. I will watch one and then an hour later yep. I'm thinking, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, and like how much information did you actually like receive? Zero. Yeah. Zero information. None. Exactly. None at all. Gosh darn it, the world is changing, people. We're changing with it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of things changing, uh, there's all kinds of gossip around American Idol. This is a show that's been around for a whole long time. And uh, Holly is uh, digging deep in the gossip. And maybe we're going to have a couple blind items. uh, And maybe we might uncover some stuff about American Idol. If you're a fan, you didn't know. We'll tell you about it after this on My Talk 107.1. Okay, I don't even remember the last time I was an avid watcher of American Idol, but I'm aware that it is still on, and I am aware that people are still watching it. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. And Holly, there's some interesting uh there's some interesting things happening over in American Idol. Interesting things happening at that American was a Idol. Minnesota interesting. Can we get the Cobra Gang to Gary? Let's do last it. minute thing. Let's do it. Whenever there's trouble, without the double, we're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra Gang. Uh, so I believe Rachel, you gave us this story a couple days ago in a Dirt Alert update that American Idol contestant Kennedy Anderson left American Idol despite receiving rave reviews from her performances yeah. from the judges. Like yeah. they were blown away by this person, and we didn't know why. Right? We weren't given any re- specific reason. No, uh, it, it was personal reasons. reasons that's so right. because Kennedy. Anderson, and I'm sorry if her name is not Kennedy. How is it spelled? K E N D. I'm going to go with Kennedy. Okay, great. Yeah. I can't even spell. She <laughs> said on her Instagram, for personal reasons, I'm unable to continue on American Idol. Then blah, blah, blah. It's been hard. Love, emo stuff. Yeah. You know, but basically the gist is she quit for personal reasons, which is really shocking considering that one of the judges, Luke Bryan, told Kennedy that you might be the biggest star we've ever seen. Wow. 
And then she just says, for personal reasons. Now, that was concerning a couple of days ago, because if someone was going to leave an opportunity like American Idol, yeah, and they had such promise... I like personal reasons. Yikes. We hope that yeah. you're okay. That's kind of big. Now I, I'm sorry to do this like in on the fly right now, but yeah. I wish I would like to hear her voice. And I'm wondering, Rachel, if you'd be able to find a recording of her so that we can hear what, like maybe her American idol performance or audition or something. Cause I'd like to hear her voice anyway, mm-hmm. while we're waiting for that. Yeah. So she quit for personal reasons. Bye. She's out. Yeah. Bye. She's out. And that is shocking when it is somebody who's so supremely talented. Why would you not stay and finish out this golden opportunity? It must be pretty serious. Yeah. It must be pretty serious, Colleen. Well, it seems like we may have found our answer. Oh. Kennedy Anderson's personal reasons for quitting American Idol is because she put a new song out on TikTok. Oh, interesting. Sparking a lot of rumors that perhaps Kennedy Anderson has already signed a record deal. Oh, that is interesting. Okay. I've got the now deleted TikTok song. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, that's the update. Oh. She deleted it now. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, let's hear it. at first. Well, well, that is a voice. That's a voice. Also, that is a message right there. That's been deleted now. What? Okay, that she. For those of you who would like a translation, she said, "I need to find something better mm-hmm. uh, than what I had, and with no strings attached." Which is interesting because one of the things about American Idol is the con- the ironclad contract that they get you into. When you get spit out on the other side of that show, right? If you are the winner, exactly, is very limiting, and you know this because there are only a very small handful of winners that you are still listening to. And the reason that you're listening to some of those winners from American Idol, I'm looking at people like Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. She notoriously had beef with her contract that yeah. she had on American Idol, and she had beef with Clive Davis. And she talked about how frustrating it was working with these people because they had a particular idea about how she should be in the world of pop stardom. Mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson had a different idea on how she wanted to present herself to the world. And eventually... She was able to lean into that and do her thing, Mm -hmm. but it was hard. Well, yeah, absolutely. So this is, I mean, woof, that is some hot gossip. Mm -hmm. Now, Kennedy. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Anderson, like Rachel said, that TikTok, that song has now been deleted. Interesting. Now, well, further... Because that makes you wonder what kind of contract she signed when she signed on to be on American Idol to begin with. Well, right. That's the big Cobra gang mystery is mm-hmm. that, okay, so Kennedy Anderson was on American Idol. She was performing. She was auditioning. What were the parameters of her just being able to appear on television mm-hmm. like that? That also is a mystery that we don't have any answers yeah. to. But clearly there's something going on here. Her personal reasons were like, I don't want to sign with American Idol. Yeah, I can sing. I can well, do and, things. And she got the thing she... Okay, so, I mean, kind of the evil genius of it is she got the notoriety from being on in the first place. Mm-hmm. She got the praise from the panel. Then she got more attention for leaving yeah. for personal reasons. And then she drops this TikTok song, which is where you do things now. Right, because we barely ever talk about American Idol. You can see in the tabloids that they push moments on American Idol and try to make them stories. They're trying to make Fetch Fetch happen. happen. Mm -hmm. But American Idol is a franchise on television that's been going for 20 years, give or take a few years in between. Yeah, It's been going on for a long time. But then the other Cobra Gang mystery that I have still have questions about is that there are always, there have always been rumors and hot goss that American Idol is just not what it claims to be. Mm. If you go over to our beautiful bean footage, that is blind items. NT lawyer has been talking about this since 2009. Oof. That's a good long time. Asking the question is American Idol rigged. And that's when Adam Lambert was on the show. Yeah. And then even going to blind items, including, but not limited to this year where there were fixes on certain contestants getting to certain yeah. places in that. So then I'm just like, well, what the heck is going on well, here? what's the point then? Yeah. Or is this for us to pay attention to? I don't know. I could go down the rabbit hole. But anyways, Kennedy Anderson out on American Idol, possibly up to more. Oof. Yeah, she's not going away. No. She might be off that show, but she's not going to go away. There's no way she can. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We call them... D-Bag. Yes. After this on My Talk 107.1. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainers on vacation. He is somewhere where there is not snow. And uh, Holly Roberts and I are here in a place where there's cold wind and snow. A little bit of both. Yeah. Yay for us. Yay. Yay. Now let's talk about some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Using this time in our D-Bag of the Day segment to talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I think that's appropriate. And their defamation trial that's Mm -hmm. ongoing in Fairfax County, Virginia. Just giving you a little update on what's happening. Because it's just, it is a word that I have come to embrace in my life. Yikes. It is yikes. It's just very yikes. Yeah, it's very, yeah. And uh, what's happening today on the stand is a therapist 
is talking, who worked with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard back in 2015 and testified that the couple engaged in, quote, mutual abuse. And that Depp could be, quote, triggered by Heard. Now, this testimony was played for the jurors uh, today, and the therapist testified via a video deposition. Okay, so so can I just say really quickly, what's interesting to me about this Mm -hmm. is this isn't just a therapist commenting on the case. Mm -hmm. This is their therapist commenting on their relationship yes, exactly so this isn't somebody who's like on today's episode of Maury, we've got our therapist that we found in the strip mall yeah and a body language expert and a bo- oh yeah <laughs> thank you right body language expert no they didn't source that from hollywood life by bonnie fuller no this was actually a person who uh was their therapist for a couple of months back in 2015, they had couples therapy together. They said that the sessions could be stormy, both of them threatening to walk out at times. The therapist saying that Amber Heard reported that Johnny Depp had been violent towards her during these therapy sessions. Oh. Now, the therapist also said that both parties could initiate fights as Amber Heard feared abandonment from Johnny Depp. She also said Johnny Depp had not been violent with other partners over the prior 20 to 30 years. Now, the therapist uh, in their deposition said, I thought he had been well controlled with Miss Heard. He was triggered. They engaged in what I saw as mutual abuse. Oof. Listen, you know, this goes back a little bit to we talked about this just briefly yesterday, but I've had many conversations around this where because in a court case. Typically, there is one person who comes out ahead, right? Or, you know, and so there's a, there's a misconception, I'm going to call it a misconception that you have to be on one team or the other. Yeah. And that one person is guilty and the other person is innocent. But in this case, I honestly just sort of look at both of them and I think there probably is a lot of, they're probably both very responsible for some pretty yikes stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is okay to just see the unfortunate nature of that as you're watching these two battle it out in this very salacious back and forth. And, you know, we all have that um, that voyeuristic need to understand better what happened behind closed doors or why things are the way that they are. Mm-hmm. But, but honestly... I I tend to hear the words of the therapist and think, yeah, they're probably both kind of, they both have a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that they brought to the marriage that was unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. And so I, you know, at this point, I think we talked about it earlier this week concerning this lawsuit of, of like, why, why have we gone to jury trial yeah. with all of this? And that somebody's, they're trying to salvage their public, Persona. Exactly. Exactly. But it is sort of interesting to think about that while their public personas are being like truly exposed or they're sorry, their personas not are becoming public. Right. Well, as they're being exposed in this case. Well, and it's not even that their personas are being exposed. Yes. But also we're seeing the the actual human beings behind the personas because so often with celebrities, we only understand celebrities as much as they want us to be yeah. as much as they want to be understood. Yeah, they provide us the lens through yeah. which to look at them. Yeah, so yeah. I think that there is a kind of a salacious part of this trial where it's 
you we don't see this that often. Well, you know, and I would say really quickly before we move on that, you know, um, you we all are aware, even if we don't think about it consciously, we are aware that the version of celebrities we get is a sliver of who they really are. Well, right. Because if you are a person who's ever met or known a celebrity, people, the first question people will ask you is, what are they really like? Mm-hmm. So there is an understanding that what we get of celebrities is not their whole true self. Yeah. And so that is probably why we're also drawn to this story. Um, but it will be interesting to see what does happen to their public personas after all of this is litigated. And it's Ooh. legitimately high stakes. Oh, yeah. Legitimately high stakes. Oh, hundreds of millions of dollars are on the line just in the lawsuit alone. But then in when you talk about future earnings, especially for somebody like Johnny Depp, who's had the long career he's had and was earning the money he was earning for movies. Right. I mean, this truly could actually ruin his career. Mm -hmm. It probably won't. Mm -hmm. But there's a possibility. TBD. TBD. All right. That's enough of that. What's, mm, who's your D-bag, The Kelly? sun. The, the U.S. sun. Well, the sun can also be a real Thank D-bag you because it's it been behind vibe. those clouds, okay? Why? No, but no. I'm actually talking about the tabloid. The sun. For this article that made my head spin 360 degrees. Well, then it, it's back to where it is. I know, but it really took a turn. <laughs> uh, it starts. It starts. This is the headline. Hi, Kai. Khloe Kardashian shares rare unedited video, but fans are distracted by Kylie Jenner's post baby body in the background. What? why oh they're my d-bag for this because oh then the story goes on and it's like oh there's this unedited video you know chloe always edits her videos so we're watching it because it's unedited but back in the background there's kylie looking like an actual human being who just had a baby after she's been sharing snaps of her post baby body but look at her real the one that's not edited doesn't look like the one that she's posting and this is why it made my head spin oh you just made my head spin you can't call people out for photoshopping and then call them out for not photoshopping that is not how this works yeah you're telling the sun essentially to pick a lane and stay in it pick a (laughs) lane Stay in it. Because this is the impossible conundrum of being a human in the world. (laughs) You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Mm -hmm. And with the Kardashians, I would like to take a hard line and stick with it. That we we are speaking out against the over-photoshopping of their real selves. And rather than being distracted and aggravated by the non-photoshopped body, we need to celebrate the non-photoshopped body. Oh, it's so exhausting. It is <laughs> like, it is right? really truly exhausting. Yeah. Looking at this, I wouldn't have probably even noticed Kylie Jenner in the background, to be honest, because she looks like a person holding a small child at a children's birthday party. Wait, like she actually looks the most normal I've ever seen her. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, that is, she's just wearing jeans, a Mm -hmm. t-shirt and a cardigan, a a cardigan and a child on her hip. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look at that and I think, gosh, I, I would, you know, I'd sit next to her at the park and shoot the you-know-what. Mm-hmm. 
right? It's it's that's interesting to me. To me, that's the interesting part. Well, that's like, where it has like, nothing to do with her body. She's not, you know, in stilettos and, uh, you know, a corset. Well, she's not glammed up. And then right. going back to the Kardashians on Hulu, which Thank premiered you. today. If you want to go check out the first episode. Holly already did it. She loved it. <laughs> Lies. Uh, that speaks to this is that is a version of that is a reality version of Kylie. Mm-hmm. That perhaps would be interesting to follow instead of the glam persona celebrity Kylie. Yeah. That they present on the Kardashian television show as reality. So there's this piece of me that wants to explain. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about how Gen Zers get their news and what they, how they sort of structure their viewing day, their viewing habits, their media diets. That that would be an interesting conversation to have with young people today, because I think the old reality television, which was for us the real world where it truly was people just living their lives. That is TikTok now. Yeah. A version of that. Yeah. Where what has happened to reality TV is that reality TV is not reality TV. It's very much scripted TV starring real people who are not acting. Right. They're playing out their personas that have been so well-crafted. Uh-huh. Reality re- reality is just a throwaway word at this point. It is. right. It's a genre in and of itself. And it's understood that reality doesn't actually meet the definition of reality. Not even anywhere near it. Yeah, it, it has changed. The meaning of that word has changed so much, but it's understood to be a television genre. Because we understand, or at least we think we understand, that people's lives are generally boring. Which I, but I disagree with that because I feel like what worked about the real world was the fish out of waterness of it. So it was people living their real lives, but it wasn't their real lives. It was a unique version of a real life. Yes. But even the real world got to the point where they couldn't sustain the fish out of water scenario. The, The fish had to keep on jumping into sexier waters. Yeah. And the real world. The way that you're describing it, Colleen, really was only in that reality iteration for the first four seasons. So there was New York, Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. San Francisco, and then London. Mm -hmm. And then the Miami season five. Yep. They had the people in the house start a business together. That's right. So the so that show didn't even last without some kind of contrived gimmick. Right. And then they, and then you know like when they went to Boston, they were working in a community center together. There was always some sort of they had to up the ante. Mm-hmm. And then by the time they got to uh, Las Vegas, it was about hot tubs and sex and yeah yeah. (laughs) and even even in this the second season of the real world kind of was a backdoor pilot of road rules because right at the beginning of season two of the real world in los angeles they took a road trip that's right and picked up a couple folks and then they ended up in los angeles and that is what informed road rules yeah Yeah. so there even was a a manufactured element to the second season of that show yeah and that's and that is the history of reality tv in america when we come back (laughs) also known as our D-Bag segment. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, Holly, I mentioned this yesterday Mm -hmm. and I don't feel like it got its due and it's not because of me. It's because of the actual potato cake army. I know you don't want to talk about it, but I need you to know that there are, there are people organizing 
in the world. It's not a joke. It's real. And I was awake, awoke. I woke up to this by accident. I'm going to take you on a potato cake journey, whether you like it or not, when you come back after this on My Talk 1071. Well, I want to share with you a part of our culture that you might not be aware of. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly and I are here with you. Uh-huh. And this part of our culture exists in a place called Twitter, and it is a potato cake army. What? We are... Ugh. This is just being encouraged merely by you bringing <laughs> this to the table, Colleen. But let's be generous. Now, potato cakes. What yes. do you mean by potato cakes? Thank you for asking. So, somehow this came up on Friday's show, and I don't remember how, but I think we were talking about fast food restaurants, and I I have said that I think it is a crime that Arby's stopped offering the potato cake. It is my f- favorite potato option at Arby's. You're weird. I am apparently not weird everyone knows that curly fries <laughs> are trash are the best potato offering at your local arby's no. they're curly they're Mm-mm. crunchy they've got that wonderful seasoning that works well with not only arby sauce but ketchup or just plain okay curly fries are not unique you can get curly fries in many places the potato cake is something unique and special it's a hash brown. it's triangular but it is a triangular hash brown it is a it is a single serving hash brown. It is it is delicious. It is fantastic. And when you get that with your beef and cheddar, you're good to go. It's the best. Okay, but they but Arby's was like, we're done with the potato cake. So you're done with the potato cake. Right, so they so. robbed us of the. We no longer get a potato cake. You cannot get a potato cake at an Arby's. So I was lamenting about that. And I recognize I am on island to myself on this show. But it turns out there's this entire, like, vigilante potato cake army that is that is in the corner of Twitter. And I did not know it was real. And I did not know it was a thing. Because here's what happened. A couple people who get me we're like, I love the potato cakes, too. Yeah, notice what you just said there. Who get me? A couple. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> those were the ones who were willing to come out and have a conversation about potato cakes. Mm-hmm. But a couple people tweeted about it. And then, and then, it was literally, it was the magic words, potato cakes. And maybe, no, it was just the potato cakes. Suddenly, somebody from the potato cake army, like, tweeted Arby's. And was like, are you, do you see this? And I thought, well, that was lovely. Thank you for bringing Arby's attention to the potato cakes. And then I did not realize what was going to happen next, which is then there are accounts that are devoted to the potato cake and uh, the cause of bringing back the potato cake that found my tweets and the people who tweeted them. And suddenly they were tweeting about the potato cakes. And I went over to some of these accounts and that is all they talk about is the Arby's potato cake and they're friends with each other and they are working together. And by talking about this, Colleen, you are endorsing this behavior and you're encouraging. it. I'm not not endorsing it. But I'm not endorsing it. All I am saying is 
there is power with the people and the people want the potato cake. Can we go to the phones? Because Dan is on the line and no. I don't know why. Okay. I don't know why. I'm, I don't know what Dan is calling about. Dan, Dan, are you in the potato cake army? Are you encouraging this oh, behavior? Absolutely. 100%. Oh. Colleen, continue to encourage it. Thank you. Colleen, two things. It is not a hash brown. It is thicker than a hash brown. It is softer than a hash brown. That's, that's a fact. It's much better than a hash brown. And curly fries are only good if you get the two or three that give you a long curl that are that are large. Ninety percent of the curly fries are the ends that are crispy and 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 yucky. And no, no, no. Sorry, the, the potato cake is cake is one thousand times better. Listen, Dan is spitting facts. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, but here's the here's the <laughs> here's the roast beef that I have with what Dan said. The whole the joy beef. of the whole joy of eating fast food spuds are their crispiness. He just said that that potato cake was not crispy. Why would you Holly, want that? I, Why would you I want that? I need to defend my best friend, Dan. <laughs> Why would you want that? Also, because yeah. he, he what what you heard was the soft inside, and that is a beautiful part of the potato cake. But that salty, I don't want crunchy outside. I don't want wet spuds in my mouth. Oh, but they're just it's like a pillow of potato happiness. Their happiness. I did just get a tweet from Kathy, and Kathy, oh, I just have to tell you something. She said, "Are." potato cakes all the way curly flies curly fries are black and i want i want kathy to know what's going to happen next because i am afraid for her the potato cake army is going to find you kathy and you know what they may be your people and you may want to join in and that's your decision again as i said i'm not endorsing it but i'm also not not endorsing it so what you're saying is that you can be drafted into the army of potato cake lovers. Beware. It's true. It, unwittingly. Um, oh, that's cute. Kimmy Cake said tater's going to tate. <laughs> yeah, tater's going to tate. Also, yeah, the whole joy of a French fry from a fast food place is when they're crispy and they're hollow and they're a little bit burnt. I don't want wet spuds. No wet okay. spuds. No starchy starches in my mouth. We're going to talk to Jason and then I do have, I, oh I need to address Great. what you just said. Yeah. Jason, hello. <laughs> Jason, are you in the potato cake army? Oh, potato cakes all the way. Thank you. I remember Jamoka Shake and potato cakes at Arby's when I was growing up. That's all I remember. See? And it's the best. <laughs> and it is going to stick with you forever. Thank you for supporting the cause, Jason. Go in peace. Now, um, Holly, this is the thing I've noticed about yeah. potato cake lovers and the curly fry lovers in Arby's land. Potato cake lovers, okay, no, this is actually going to fall on its face. Potato cake lovers still like fries. We, we're, like, fine with fries. We can exist in a world with fries. But people who love fries hate the potato cake. And I don't, I'm a lover, not a fighter. And I just, I feel like there's room for everything. If someone put an Arby's potato cake in my order and I didn't get my curly fries... I would throw that potato cake in the trash. Okay, that is a waste also. Fortunately for you, you're lazy. not going to get a potato yeah. cake. <laughs> too lazy to actually go and fix the order, but that thing would go straight in the trash. Okay, I just want to say, we talk about a lot of things on this show, but nothing has gotten the people talking like the potato cake. We got two emails back to back 
Uh, one from Penny who said, curly fries are trash, wiggly, wobbly, soggy fries. Potato cakes were my fave. I want to have a funeral for the potato cake. Because we didn't, that's the other thing is we didn't get proper closure. And that's mean. David said, my wife prefers potato cakes. Uh, w- uh, would like info on the potato cake army. David, I'm here to tell you, if you go to my Twitter at my talk, Colleen, uh, and just look through some of my mentions, the, you'll find them. Well, guess who actually gets to eat their favorite? You. Whatever. That's mean. That was rude and that was mean. And now I'm hurt. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, what would you do? I'm going to give you a scenario and you're going to tell us what you would do in this situation. 651 641 